Hallelujah. You know, when songs are from the scriptures, they are beautiful. Not all these can clink and clink and clink. This is from the scriptures. You are greatly to be praised. It's wonderful. Amen. This morning I'm going to share something with you that has been a blessing to my life and had intensified my alertness in the Lord. Amen. And I hope that it will also be a blessing to you as well. I, I, I am very grateful to God. Today we have our tuck ready, pastors, Pastor Felix and his wife serving us because he just came from Holland and he decided to fellowship. You see, our church is nice, eh? So we welcome them. Church, put your hands together for them. And um, we also, I'm so glad that God has blessed us with another brilliant soldier. I have no doubt at all that, you know, when you go to San then you're on your path to a very high place, eh? And uh, that's George. Where is George? George has become very, can I see you? You were in suit because you didn't used to be in suit. That's the one up there. Amen. <laughs> Church, we welcome them all. He was away for a short course of one year. One year or two years. One year. Yeah. And uh, those type of courses in the military, unless your head is very good, you don't go. And so I hear that he even got a award there. So we thank God for you. Amen. All right. Please permit me today to pour my heart to you. All right, this is something that's been such a blessing to me. And like Jesus told me one day, he said, what I say to you, I say to all the people. And so I believe that this is something that will be of a great blessing to you. Now I'm going to speak about something that is so critical, but we tend to overlook it. But um, I'm going to use the man David, and I'm using him not in the negative sense, but, in a way that you and I will understand how we pass through this life. And uh, the subject that we are going to be treating in this short moment of time is that, either you please God, or you don't please Him. I didn't hear you say Amen. If you sleep, I will point you out. You either please God or you don't please Him. It is something that has to settle with every believer. So that whenever you are going wayward and the Holy Spirit comes and tells you that, Son, you are diverting. You can quickly get back on the road and make sure you are on the right path. Amen. And I, I, I will actually be speaking from Second Samuel chapter 11. And I, and I want Auntie Grace to read the whole chapter as fast as possible, just to give you the background, to limit me from saying much, so you have a fair idea. And then I will actually be zeroing down on the verse 22 to 27, and probably the 27, which is the last one. And so, look into your Bible, look on the board, but write it down, just let's flow. Go! Second Samuel chapter 11. Shall we hear the word of God? It happened in the spring of the year, at the time when kings go out to battle, that David sent Joab and his servants with him, and all Israel, and they destroyed the people of Ammon, and besieged Rabbah. But David remained at Jerusalem. Then it happened one evening that David arose from his bed and walked on the roof of the king's house. And from the roof he saw a woman bathing. And the woman was very beautiful to behold. Mm. So David sent and inquired about the woman. And someone said, Is this not Bathsheba, the daughter of Eliam, the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers and took her. And she came to him, and he lay with her, for she was cleansed from her impurity, and she returned to her house. And the woman conceived. So she sent and told David and said, I am with child. Then David sent to Joab, saying, Send me Uriah the Hittite. 
And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah had come to him, David asked how Joab was doing, and how the people were doing, and how the war prospered. And David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah departed from the king's house, and a gift of food from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord, and did not go down to his house. So when they told David, saying, Uriah did not go down to his house, David said to Uriah, Did you not come from a journey? Why did you not go down to your house? And Uriah said to David, The ark and Israel and Judah are dwelling in tents, and my lord Joab and the servants of the Lord are encamped in the open fields. Shall I then go to my house to eat and drink? And to lie with my wife, as you live, and as your soul lives, I will not do this thing. Then David said to Uriah, wait here today also, and tomorrow I will let you depart. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. Now when David called him, he ate and drank before him, and he made him drunk. And at evening he went out to lie on his bed with the servants of his Lord, but he did not go down to his house. In the morning it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. And he wrote in the letter saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest battle and retreat from him that he may be struck down and die. So it was while Joab besieged the city, that he assigned Uriah to a place where he knew there were valiant men. Then the men of the city came out and fought with Joab. And some of the people of the servants of David fell, and Uriah the Hittite died also. Mm. Then Joab sent and told David all the things concerning the war, and charged the messenger, saying, When you have finished telling the matters of the war to the king, if it happens that the king's wrath rises and and he says to you, Why did you approach so near to the city when you fought? Did you not know that they would shoot from the wall? Who struck Abimelech the son of Jerubesheth? Was it not a woman who cast a piece of a millstone on him from the wall, so that he died in Thebes? Why did you go near the wall? Then you will say, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. So the messenger went and came and told David all that Joab had sent by him. And the messenger said to David, surely the men prevailed against us. And came out to us in the field. Then we drove back, we drove them back as far as the entrance of the gate. The ashes shot from the wall at your servants, and some of the king's servants are dead, and your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead also. Then David said to the messenger, Thus you shall say to Joab, Do not let this thing displease you, for the sword devours one as well as another. Strengthen your attack against the city and overthrow it. So encourage him. Verse 26. When the wife of Uriah heard that Uriah, her husband, was dead, she mourned for her husband. And when her mourning was over, David sent and brought her to his house. And she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Amen. Amen. It does no harm in reading the scriptures, isn't it? Father, thank you for your word. We are asking this day that you would establish your word in our hearts so that we can please you at all times and always. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. The man David, I'm about talking and mentioning a few things about him. What we are going to talk about is something that needs six settings of two hours each. 
But we'll try to compress it. And I want you to pay attention to this. Do you know that one of the favorite people in the Bible is King David? Because he did many great things for God. To such an extent that God was so blown away and said, This is a man after my own heart. Ah! Ponyole. A man after my own heart. But in the course of life, a man after God's own heart rises from bed. Look at that building over there. David, I don't think that there were skyscrapers in those days. It must have been a Sronias here. Just one floor building. Standing up from his bed. Half asleep. Stands in the pulpit and stretches and says, And opens his eyes and she sees a woman. She says, I can't begin to talk about the fact that it was time for kings to go to war, but he did not go to war. When you are not at the right place at the right time, sin will catch up with you. Is the only thing I can say from that verse 1. But let's concentrate on this matter. A man after God's own heart rises up. And then he begins to see the unseeable. And consumed by the unseeable. And David is now asking. When David sent the message to go call the girl... You know, you know how the Bible describes the woman? Beautiful. Beautiful is what? Beautiful. And when the woman, the guy who was sent to go and bring him said, Oh, I know. She's Mrs. Uriah. David said, Mrs. Uriah. Oh, no, Mrs. Uriah. Shut up. Unfortunately, this woman conceived after she had gone to her own, her own house and sent a message to David, the thing we did, the results have come. The certificate is with me. Now listen. It could happen. It could. But what blows my mind is the consistency of displeasing the Lord. That's why in the summary, the Bible said, the thing that the man did, displeased the Lord. Why God gave the equal answer, or the summary as displeasing, was just one thing. The first one was what I've mentioned, when somebody said, it's Mrs. Uriah, it didn't matter. Now, when the woman had conceived and was so faithful to telling King David that alarm has blown, that David needed to do something about it, David did something about it, but in a different way. Quickly sends a message to Joab and says to Joab, You are my captain. There's a young man that, you know, David didn't know Uriah. I was trying to say something, you know, David stands on the pulpit and it meant that the house of Uriah, Mr. and Mrs. Uriah and David was so simple as they were neighbors. You won't say amen. The woman didn't come from Jordan. They were neighbors. So now he comes, she comes, a thing is done. King David is informed. And then he says, Send me this gentleman. There's only one thing to do at that time. I have sinned against you. But David wanting to cover the matter. David said, I have a, I have a plan. I'm going to let Mr. Uriah 
No, he was a private soldier actually. I'm going to let private Uriah go and sleep in his house. The thing that he had not done, there will be a joint venture. And nobody will know about it. But may I announce to you, brethren who are here, who are hearing me, if you don't fear anything at all, fear God. Oh, you won't say amen. If you don't fear anything in this life, in your private hours, fear God. So the Bible says, Uriah comes, and I'm not speaking in the derogatory of David. Thank God that David had been used as an example for us to learn from. Blessed be the name of the Lord that his sins did not put him away. He was smart to repent. Thank God that he has a place in heaven. Hallelujah. And so Bible said, Private Soldier Uriah, I hear you are doing very well, so I just called you to have a little chat with you. You people are making me proud. Gives him food and then he says, go home and sleep. The man gets down. Now I want you to see something. The man gets down and the spirit of the Lord touches the man's heart. And the man says, I will not move. I will be a gatekeeper. And he stays at the gate, refuses to go home so that he will be attracted. That's something I observe. You know he spent three days with David. Study Bible carefully. In the three days, it would have been possible that during the day, he would have still gone to his house because it was the same platform that the man stood and saw the house. So, they were neighbors and it wasn't a difficult thing at all. He could have just walked and said, Honey, I came by in the afternoon. And when he sees the wife in the afternoon, by all means, there will be afternoon. Those who are wise understand that. But I don't know, teacher, I don't know how God managed the heart of this man to refuse to even let the the wife know that he was in town. Fear God. Say to your neighbor, fear God. So, the heart of this man had been turned very strong. To such an extent that nobody even moved from the king's place to say, Do you know that your husband is here? God shut everybody's mouth and heart. May the Lord help me like that. So finally, the following day, call Uriah for me. He comes, he says, How's your wife? He said, No, I didn't sleep in my house. Why didn't you sleep? I'm the king. I called you. I gave you the liberty to go with your wife. He said, how could my people be at the camp? Fighting with the ark of God. Soldiers on the field. Some are dying. Some are succeeding. How could I be so comforted by sleeping with my wife? When he said that, I thought it was enough caution for my brother to have said, Eh? Then he took the second step. He went and slept and said, now spend two more days. So he went and slept and then he devised the means. And the means that he did was so simple. If this guy doesn't die, my matter will blow. I'm only asking myself one question. Where was conviction? And you see the story. God gave three days in all of this brother on Tijai. He doesn't know, no. So he pressed on. So he said, the following day he gave him food. Send to your house. And I said, here. In fact, he's, he, he ate with him at the king's table and made sure he drank and was intoxicated. You cannot change a man that God said, 
This is what you must do. As much as he was intoxicated, I was reading something about, uh, I was reading something about drink, drunkenness. And then I observed that drunkenness possesses your mind and make you think by heart. But after all, I knew he knew his house. He knew the road to his house. He was drunk like this. But still he said, I'm not going to my house. I plead that you will fear God. I beg you, fear God. You know, now comes. And David knows that the man, for the chance he gave me, gave him, he refused. Then the best thing to do is to eliminate him. And I'm wondering how a man can sit down, take pen and paper, write that this guy put him in the forefront and redrew the strong man and let him be shattered. Hmm. Hmm. Joab doesn't know the full story, but he perceives there's an interest of the king. So he says, all right. But he knew his master was a fighter. He knew his, mother has a, his master has experience. So if he brought his report back, the master would be able to assess why they were defeated. And he knew he had made some mistakes on the field in the combating. So what he had decided to do as a cover-up, as soon as you give the report to my man and he is angry, just tell him that the Hittite is dead to cool him. Brethren, I beg God, as you are listening to me, may you please God all the days of your life. So now this man comes. And then Joab also put the man there and then he sends a report to say, the guy is finished. The one that he sent, he said, when you go and the king is not happy for our defeat, Quickly chip in that Uriah is dead. And I, it's so amazing. He comes back. He tells the, the story to everything. And then he mentions that Uriah is dead. David turns his mouth and he's encouraging them that in battle some die. Oh, child of God, I read about it and I said, Lord, circumcise my heart. You see, the Bible says that the heart, of, the heart of man is wicked, desperately, desperately, desperately. I pray that, oh God, those of us that Jesus has saved, there will be a turn upside down for us to have the fear of God and to do what is right in the name of Jesus. The Bible said, David now receives the thing. The guy is dead, gone. A woman mourns the husband. And as soon as the mourning days were over, my fish is mine. Brings the woman in. David had done a successful job. Nobody knew. Absolutely. So God in heaven, who knows secrets can be hidden from him, saws that. But did you notice something that was said in the verse 27 that I want to bring your attention to? And I'd like everybody to read it for me. One, two. Now let me tell you something. The thing that David had done displeased the Lord. At what point in time? You see, let me tell you something. I'm asking myself, as I was standing in the Holy Spirit, talking few things to me, I kept asking myself, you know, do you know that at, at a certain time in life you can displease the Lord? I pray that any time you go wayward to displease the Lord, may the Holy Ghost give you left and right for you to wake up and repent quickly. Because you see, if you don't have that opportunity to repent, don't think that it is that easy. We won't go there, but I will summarize it. In the next chapter, the Bible said, Prophet Nathan, who the Lord had revealed everything to. He comes now to, he comes now to King David. He sits down with King David. He tells King David, King David, 
God, there's a man in your kingdom. This man had one sheep. And then there was a rich man who had plenty of sheep and had a, everything, on, I mean, everything and everything. But this particular man will not touch any of his sheep. But he quickly goes and just take the only sheep of this man. King David didn't let the man finish and he said, Aish! I'm going to deal with this one. I'm going, you see, most of the time, the cheap people will say, and I beg you, I don't know how to translate that in English. You two, try. When the thing is on the skin of somebody, the assumption is that it's on the tree. David now quickly reacts. He says, I'm a king, and I do the judgments, and I can promise you, prophets, I will deal with this particular situation. As soon as he opened the door, Nathan said, you are the man. There's something about this man I respect and I love. And I pray that you will become like him. As soon as God said the matter, the Bible said, King David's first remark is that I have sinned. May you admit your faults. Because it's a good thing. Hallelujah. Today's believers don't know that. And when God was teaching me, I thought it's a good thing to pass it on to you. Amen. David did great things for the Lord. But there were also few things that he did that were also wonderful. That were not pleasing to the Lord. And I pray that all of us will come to the point of understanding... So that we will not do. I will take one more, one more. And today, can I, let, let me say, please allow me to preach properly. Uh, won't you say preach? If, 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 if my sister that will be giving thanksgiving were here, she will be at the back there. Sister Edna. If nobody else will give in, she say, Preach! It pains me. I have repented. I never had one and one with him, with her. I, I never, I never had, and I felt so bad yesterday when I was sitting and I'm coming to preach, and I said, "Lord, forgive me." I would have loved to have one and one with this sister, just to ask few questions. I didn't know she had three children. I didn't know. It was later. What are the children? I saw them in church. The children of the, the senior one, come, go and bring me the two. And I saw them sitting here and I said, hey, listen, I must confess. I told my daughter, Anita, when we went to the cemetery, I said, probably my pride that she's troublesome is what didn't let me sit down. Probably. And I asked God to forgive me. That she was such a sweet person. I ask you this morning, I ask you if I could preach, you wouldn't, you are very diplomatic. You are saying, please don't exceed the time. But she would have given me the time. Today, whether you give me the time or you don't give me the time, I have the time. If you agree, say a big amen. I'm weighing it all. Thank you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, Bible said, Church, look at them. These are the children of our dear sister who went to be with the Lord. We buried her yesterday. Please, if you want to do a good job, pay for something. I can show you. Pastor Mimpon was closer and Antima. If you have something, just give it to them. They know where to take it. Or Mrs. Quay. No, I like it here. Mrs. Quay, when you collect it, bring it here. Let these children be taken care of. Amen. Those of you who are rich, just give something. We will leave them behind. Hallelujah.
come back to my sermon. A man says, I have sinned. I have sinned. And God says, okay, if you say so. I have forgiven you. I have. David again. In First Chronicles chapter 21. David again. David again. The Bible says now, Satan stood up against Israel and moved David to number Israel. One, two, three. So David said to Joab and to the leaders of the people, Go now, number Israel from Bathsheba to Dan and bring the number of them to me that I may know it. And Joab answered and said, May the Lord, Lord, make capital. God Almighty, may the Lord make his people a hundred times more than they are. But my Lord, the King, but my Lord, the King, are they not all my Lord's servants? Why then does my Lord require this thing? Why should he be a cause for the guilt in Israel? David is being cautioned about, 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 about the thing that you are going to do. And it's so simple as you know. I'm a great fighter. I want to know the number of people I have. And all of this ego. His captain tells him, let's not do this. David will not do it. And then he does that. And I think it's in this chapter. Yeah, yeah, I think it's this one that God, God gave three choices. Take one. Hey, hey. But you don't go and try that all. Because you might not be given with a, a choice. Hallelujah. So the Bible is very clear. Joab is, you see, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, anytime you find yourself in an atmosphere of displeasing, sometimes you may not consider. For when the Holy Spirit even whispers, you will fight with him to say, let me, I have started it, so I should finish. Because when I watch all the things that David could do, uh, in between there will be stumbling blocks, but he will remove them. And he did that also. I just given you a gist of what displeasing is. Now I want to talk about what pleasing is. Amen. Now this sermon I have to is I'm summarizing. So this one is displeasing. Let's now look at pleasing. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse nine to eleven. Are you there? Mamagan. Her name is Mamagan, if you don't know. It's only the father and I who call her Mamagan. If you want to join us, you are free. Only pay for it. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9 to 11. Therefore, we make it our aim, hmm. whether present or absent, hmm. to be well pleasing to Him. Bless His name. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, hmm. that each one may receive the things done in the body hmm. according to what He has done, hmm. whether good or bad. Hmm. Knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, but we are well known to God, and I also trust are well known in your conscience. Amen. Amen. There's something I want you to catch in the verse 9. Therefore, we make it our aim. Present or absent. Do you know what that means? We make it our aim to please God. It's also simple as when brethren are there, I behave. When brethren are not there, I still behave. Hallelujah. Day and night, you behave. You behave. Now, when he said, we make it our aim, what he's injecting to us is that, brethren, whatever you are doing, you have to assess the matter. 
Now, I want to show you a practical example. Do you know that we are living in days and time when it is so, by the time you come out from your job, you are so tired, true or false? Oh, you are not minding me. And by the time, for those of us who have not been delivered from TV, in all of your tiredness, you are watching news. And the next thing you are going to encounter is that in the midst of watching the news, the TV decides to watch you. And as the TV was, is watching you, you are like... And by the time you come to yourself, you wake up and say, oh my God, and you throw yourself on the bed. Hallelujah. And when you throw yourself on the bed... Until tomorrow morning. And if you are not careful and tomorrow morning you wake up late. Lord, I thank you for today and uh, thank you very much. We are starting again and you are a good God. I know you are going to make the day good. Now I'm bringing a subject very important. You know, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to please the Lord. In the night you did not have... Now, what did I say? Do you know that people sleep? People die in their sleep. Do you know or you don't know? So if you messed up and you did not assess the day, to be able to say, Lord, in the course of the day, I really did this. Please forgive me. You sleep with it. The following day, if the following day catches you, you continue. Matters are there. But I think that I would advise you there's something you need to do. As a child of God, I know it's tiring. Spend five minutes to assess the day. Practically, before you go to bed. You know, some of us have become accustomed to some habits. How many of us, hello, how many of us will not go to bed when they haven't bathed? I am number one. I bath morning and evening. My wife tells me that I'm here. I'm, I'm glad I'm in the middle here. She tells me that because I bath too much. The thing has become such a custom that I do it unconsciously. You know, sometimes you can wake up and the day will take you by surprise and it will be two o'clock. When I even bath at four, I will bath again before I go to bed. And I, I have seen myself becoming so accustomed to this thing to such an extent that it has become my, um, my custom. And I, can I see by hand those who do the same thing like me? Oh, please, can I? If you don't give up, I'm not closing. <laughs> can I see by hand those who are like me? By all means, water must touch my skin. You see how your hand is coming. Can I, can I see it boldly? I, I, I just observed that most of you don't bath before you go. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> hey. Then you have a company right in front here. I didn't mention anybody's name. I cannot be taken. <laughs> the lawyers, they have something to say. What did you say to me? Or anything you say will be taken against you. You have the right to remain silent. <laughs> or else anything you say will be taken against you in the... So I have the right to remain silent. Praise the Lord! Please allow me to bring this point to you, which is so important to my heart, as the Lord was ministering this matter to me. So now you see, he, Paul is talking and he says that, Brother, we make it our aim. I plead in the name of Jesus that you will make it your aim. You know why he said so. He gave the answer in the verse 11. 
When he said that knowing therefore the Torah of the Lord, give it to me in NLT. The Bible says, because we understand our, fear, our fearful responsibility to the Lord, we work hard to persuade others. God knows we are sincere. I pray that God will know you are sincere. Do you know sometimes you can be sincere here and over there you won't be sincere? That's what King David was doing. And God says, I don't want it like that. So he punches holes. I beg you, our Christianity is not church Christianity. It's a Christianity wherever you are. Uh, You won't say amen? Day and night. And so, brethren, make it your aim. Say to your neighbor, do this for your own life. Do this for your own life. Make it your aim to please God, whether present or absent. And may the Lord help you in Jesus' name. I observe that in the study of this, listen, at any point in time, any of us can be overcarried by that. That's why it's necessary. If you haven't learned anything at all today, when you're about going to bed, assess your life so that you are not caught. My wife was trying to catch my attention this morning with something that Brother Hobby sent to the Sunday school class. And I, 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 I was too busy in my spirit, so I didn't hear. But I think I heard something as simple as this. That somebody was taking up to heaven by the Lord and when he got there, there were a lot of Christian people and some of them the only thing that took them there was the gossips they made that they didn't have the chance to confess. Hallelujah. You know, let me be honest with you and please, don't be mad with me. Let me tell you this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sometimes I want to say things, but I want to say them in wisdom. On Friday, the Good Friday, General Aqua spoke on Eli Eli Samatabani. He made a significant statement. It went straight into my heart. He said, for the first time when God has rejected, for the, for the first time God rejected his son. And the reason was because the sin of the world was put on him. And since God is a just God, he turned his head off from Jesus. And I, that statement went very strong to me, so I... I locked it in my spirit. And I said, if Jesus could suffer rejection from God Almighty, what makes anybody think? He was not a sin. He was only carrying the sin of the sinners. That alone caused him the rejection and detachment from God. So that's why today I just want to give you a little tablet. At the end of the day, assess your day how you have performed and put things right before the Lord. You may think I'm joking. In John chapter 8 verse 29, it has become one of my favorite scriptures. I look at it every day and I see, hey, wake up, Dennis. Would you like to read the scripture for me? One, two. No, put it to my, my destiny first, my NKJV. One, two. I will do the second one for you. He who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone. For I, how many times? 
I don't think you saw that. How many times? Night, day, no, morning, afternoon, evening, every hour, every second. What I'm seeking to do is to please my God. You know, the man is saying Jesus himself. And this is not somebody who had ever seen before. He himself is even cautioning and saying that the Father has not rejected me. There is a reason for him not to have rejected me. Because every minute, every second, every hour, I am seeking to do things that will please my God. Now you and I, don't you think that we need that more than anything else? Hallelujah! Your amen is weak for me. I seek to do those things that please Him. I am eager. I want to make sure my God is pleased, Jesus said. When I read that, And then I saw Paul also writing, I make it my aim. I said, Dennis, you have no excuse. You've got to be this godliness thing. You have to be very, you have to be engraved into it. See, let me tell you something. Listen, I I have nothing against prosperity. But what can a man give in an exchange for his life? I want you to be prospered. So you can sponsor us to preach the gospel. So you, we can have money to do everything. But having money to do everything and to be disqualified on that day, what is the use of it? This is the reason why, and I beg you, I want you to know that I have a peculiar calling. It looks as if the things that I preach are not very common. But I beg you, bear with my fully. Paul said so. Just bear with me small. Because it may help you. I don't want anybody that I can see by face right now. That when you are caught in the net, you will be disqualified by something small. It doesn't worth it. May the Lord bless you. Do you know that we can make Christianity very, very loose? We are living in days and time. Famous pastors. People who have ten thousands of crowds. Everything they preach every day is to encourage them to make money. It's good. If I don't know how to preach those, I'm, going, I'm still learning, I beg you. Maybe one day I'll come there. But I think that if I can only caution you, if I can only say to you, dear one, you, I love you so much that don't allow something trivial to get you off. Two seconds. I want to ask you this. Do you think you have a second chance? If you went before the Lord and He looked at you and said, You don't deserve here. Do you think that anything can ever persuade that statement? Oh, you are not minding me. Do you think that? Don't die. But God visits you. And then he says that I want to show you a few of your life. And then he says, you don't qualify. What do you think you will say? At that time, there is no another salvation after a million years. There is no other washing of the blood. So it's important. Apply forgiveness. Apply forgiveness. But do you know that one of the things, as I study, one of the things I have come to find, Mike, is that it is always very difficult to forgive men. I've seen, that sin is, 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 is one of the things that is very difficult for saints. To forgive, you would rather put up. But I beg you. As I speak to you today, if you never heard a sermon, conclude by saying, every evening, let me assess my own self to see where I'm standing. I was going to take you to the book of Romans, but the Spirit of God said, so I leave you. God bless you. I beg you.
Your life is so important to me. I beg you. I'm begging you. Let's not do church, 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 church. When you don't make it. Will you bow your heads and examine yourself? Probably in the midst of talking, the Holy Spirit may have said something and brought your attention to it. Don't let the sun go down on it. Just let it go. Release it. Amen. Father, you see hungry hearts that have bowed before you, that are sincerely saying, Lord, this clay that we are in has a desire to cause trouble for us. But Lord, we beg you that you would help us and remove this matter of weakness from us. Lord, as many as are sincerely saying, I don't think I have measured up to it, Lord. As your word was coming, I could see and you, the Holy Spirit, you were pointing things out. Let the blood of the Son of God that speaks better things than that of Abel speak on our behalf. Lord, I am very grateful to you that you give me such sermons. Not to make me anything, but I'm so consumed by this thing that you have done to end us up in eternal life. Therefore, Lord, I speak. I beg you, my life, I commit into your hands. I pray that you will soak me up in alertness. We have learned today, Lord... That a man can displease, can please God and at the same time tend to displease him. Because you made the statement, but this thing displeased the Lord. The New Testament, oh God, came forth and said, Because we know who God is. We make it our aim to please Him. I pray that, oh God, by Your Word, every one of us, oh God, will be delivered from every wickedness that easily beset us from this truth. In the name of Jesus, show us mercy. Deliver us, oh God. Sometimes, Lord, we even overlook when the Holy Spirit is even prompting like we saw in the life of David, we still will find ways to beat and pass him. I pray today for every one of us that none of us, oh God, uh, will reject the counseling and the, and, the, and, the, and the interjections of the Holy Spirit. Make us therefore alive and alert in the name of Jesus our Father. Deliver us from evil. Deliver us from evil. We live, in a, we live in a world of sin. We live in a world of unrighteousness. Sometimes we are tempted and we give in. We beg you, Lord. The strength will come. Awareness will come. You said if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. But then the truth is that sin can only be taken when there is a confession. Therefore, I pray that the spirit of confession will come upon every one of us in the name of Jesus. And the awareness so that we will quickly give in. I pray for me. I pray for my brethren. Help us all in Jesus' name. Amen.